You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight America's team. It's time for our weekly conversation with our friend Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com co-host of Talking Cowboys. Check it out weekdays on the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, we know the offense has been putting up a lot of points in recent weeks, but how good was it to see this team build a commanding lead on the road against the Niners and not let up on either side of the football? Yeah, sometimes I think when you go out uh, and you play a team like the 49ers, uh, they're 0-6 going into the game. You just got to go out and do what what you need to do. Uh, Beat them, put them away, don't let them hang around and let them think, oh, we got some life. Uh, we we can possibly win this game, and I thought the Cowboys uh, did that. I know there's some people out there probably minimizing the victory uh, that the fact that uh, you know they beat a team that was winless. Well, they beat them really bad, uh, and there were some signs of growth. I think, uh, especially on the defense, things looked a little bit better. Uh, you know, that was a team that was real close to winning. Uh, their last five games, they couldn't make a play, lost all five of them by no more than three points. Uh, and this time, uh, the Cowboys just went out. They actually got takeaways, two on defense, one on special team. Uh, it was the first takeaways they've gotten in four games. Uh, they, they got sacks, five sacks, and did a halfway decent job against the run. I wouldn't say it was great uh, because – when the Niners ran the ball, Carlos Hyde was averaging five yards a carry. But what happened was they kind of played complementary football, right? The offense scored points. That helped the defense to get the 49ers out of running the ball and having to throw the ball, which allowed them to pin their ears back and, and rush the quarterback. So all in all, uh, it was almost a perfect day for them until finding out that their kicker, Dan Bailey, strained his groin muscle and likely will miss uh, several weeks. And uh, the Cowboys decided today, uh, after working out three kickers, that they would go with Mike Nugent, the 12-year veteran, as their place kicker going forward. Mickey, through six games, Dak Prescott has thrown 10 touchdowns in the red zone. Last year, he had 14 in all of last season. Right now, he has 14 touchdowns and four interceptions. After six games last year, seven and one. Is anyone talking about a sophomore slump for Dak Prescott? <laughs> That's a good one, Cordell. I got so tired of hearing that question during training camp uh, and in the off season. And I told this story uh, about having gone to, and it was several years ago, one of the uh, New England uh, Super Bowls, and somebody asked one of those standard questions to Bill Belichick in the in the big setting, and he said do you guys have like a book of questions and this is the question you have to ask every time when this might occur? And, and I thought of that when, when the, that sophomore slump kept coming up, it's like, is it necessary to ask that question? Uh, when this guy now has 16 games under his belt, uh, he's got had the opportunity to take as many snaps as he wanted in the off season, as many snaps as he wanted uh, in training camp, you know, to me, he should get better. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that question. You know, and you mentioned the touchdowns and the interceptions. Well, remember, four interceptions, but two of those have been dropped passes that have landed in somebody's lap right. uh, for the interception. So he's been awfully good. Just think about this. Last three games, he's thrown three touchdowns in each of those games. 
and, and, and there's only a couple guys in Cowboy history that have done that, and I believe it was Troy Aikman and, and Tony Romo. So, uh, yeah, he's playing at an awfully high level. Chatting with Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn as well. Mickey, we started our conversation hearing from Brad Sham refer to Jason Witten as the GOAT. That was a tremendous one-handed grab. Given Witten's numbers and the fact that tight ends are underrepresented in Canton, Ohio, do you have any doubts Witten is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Not in my mind. Uh, I think he's been one of the most complete tight ends uh, to come out of the NFL in quite some time. Now, I understand a lot of the guys that get in as tight ends, they're pass-catching tight ends. They're guys that, you know, are, are getting down the field. Well, Witten still can do that some. Uh, he has done it. Uh, but he also is a guy that you can use on the line of scrimmage. And, and I just think he's been the complete package. Uh, and I think a lot of that guys, uh, he owes that to Bill Parcells uh, because when he came in here, uh, as a rookie, and, and he was kind of noted as a pass-catching tight end. Uh, I remember being out there in one of the mini camps, and, and he caught a ball over the middle, and Parcells, in his sarcastic manner, goes, oh, there goes my pass-catching tight end, which was emphasizing to him, I want you to do more than just catch passes. I want you to be a complete tight end, and in Bill's mind, this guy was going to be the next Mark Bavaro. Uh, and I think he's been that and more. And, yeah, uh, I can't imagine Canton's not waiting for him. When you look at DeMarcus, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, the things he's done in just four years, uh, being able to put up 9.5 sacks in six games, which is second in the national, national nine-and-a-half sacks, um, second in the National Football League after six games, how good can he truly be? if this team can, can truly start having the success that they think they should have. But do you think this Dallas Cowboys team is really going to buy into him and end up giving one of the most lucrative deals in the league uh, when it comes down to him actually having his chance to get a new one? Cordell, I'm not sure on where they'll go with that because basically what, what you're talking about is uh, paying for one year of production. Now, it's not to say that he wasn't a good player previously. He was just injured. He had two he, twice he had to have the same disc uh, repaired, the herniated disc, uh, and, and it, it had robbed him of uh, his second year and basically last year. Remember, he started last year on the four-game suspension, then immediately hurt that same disc again, played through the entire season, but wasn't quite the same. So he, he's dealt with some injury problems, but this is the first year that he's been completely healthy uh, and has remained healthy through these six games, and he's been awfully good. Yeah, uh, and, and as we know, if, if you are in double-digit sacks, somebody's going to pay you big money. Uh, now, maybe the Cowboys decide if this is, they think this is the real deal. Maybe they try to offer him something before uh, the end of the season. You know, say, hey, look, you know, we, we can pay you. You're going to get paid sometime in March. What if we pay you in November? Will you take a little less to get your money earlier? Or do you want to bet on yourself and, and go into free agency? I, I think it's, a, it's going to be a, a, a wrestling question for them. They're going to have to wrestle with that to decide what they're going to do. But, boy, it's been so long since they've had a guy to do what he's doing right now. You'd hate to say, okay, we're going to let him walk. We can't pay that because you know what? They ain't got anybody else that's ready to take his spot. Uh, if you factor off nine and a half sacks 
over a 16-game season. I think I did it the other day. It comes to 25, right? That's an NFL record. Uh, so uh, one way or another, he's going to make he's going to get his money. Uh, you would prefer if you could figure out how to keep him here and do what he's been doing because. You know, and, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, he had been at left defensive end. Well, what started to take place is uh, he was getting double teamed over there with a tight end. Uh, they were chipping him with a linebacker, I mean, with a uh, running back, uh, and, and he was taking a beating over there. Well, this past week, he played a little bit more on the right side, so it was almost like, hey, we're not tipping our hand where he's lining up. Uh, so, for, for the longest period of time, you know, started training camp the last two or three years, you know, Cowboys CEO Stephen Jones said, yeah, we need to find that guy that when the opposing team breaks the huddle, the quarterback's going, okay, where's number 90, whatever. Well, now they're breaking the huddle and going, okay, where's number 90. Uh, I would think you want to do all you can to keep the guy. Mickey, as always, we appreciate the information. We'll chat with you next week after Dallas and Washington renew the rivalry on Sunday. Good to be with you guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.